Hello and welcome to episode 106 of Moogle Go Around Radio. I'm your host, Chili, and we've got Paul with us as always. Hey, Paul. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, Good. I slept for like 12 hours today. That's a lot. I feel refreshed. Yeah, I finally got my sleeping pills, so I actually just like died for like half a day. You ready to die a lot tonight in EAS? Uh, No, because we're going to be down a person, so I feel sad. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> Let's do map party instead. Need money. I mean, yeah, I'm done for maps. Map maps tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? What you been I'm up to? not bad, thank you. Yeah, uh, I, I was playing a bit of World of Warcraft yesterday, and we'll talk about that a bit later, probably, especially with the new expansion on the way. Uh, there is definitely some hype around that game. I know we're a Final Fantasy podcast, but I mean, it's an MMO. It's time people want to invest, so people are going to want to talk about it. And I know Paul's going to be playing it. So. A lot. <laughs> And we've got the wonderful word to game here, and I think we know one person who'll probably be playing the new um, Shadowlands. I nearly said Shadowbringers for a second there. Chris. Hey, man. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I will definitely be playing Shadowlands. I uh, I hopped on the PTR, and I played Absolutely. the new leveling experience. Um, absolutely incredible. Like, uh, it, it, whether or not the game is your taste, um, I think it moves the needle forward as far as how any MMO should be introducing new players when you have 9,000 expansions for them to get through. <laughs> Uh, I I know it, I've been I've been starting to get into the game recently. I only started about a month and a half ago. Um, my friend Flats from Mousing Radio actually found a mod for me to added console support controls. So I've got the X crossbar from Fantasy Fourteen in WoW. So I'm... you shouldn't need a next expansion. My understanding is all that stuff's going native. Eh, I looked at the native support and it did not look that good. I I, okay. I still feel like console port is a better version than what they've got. But at least with the mod, they can enhance it with the native support probably. That's a lot of wow. A lot of wow is about <laughs> opening up the API enough that a mod, that an add-on can come in and finish the work for them. Free developers. <laughs> get, you, get you 80% of the way there, and then it's like, all right, guys. The community guys. will do it for free. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got a big community. You got a passionate base. Uh, so, yeah, like just as a kind of a preview, if you're not aware, I, I too, I've already got wow installed. Ooh. I have yet. I have uh, already had a character from years ago. And I'm uh, trying to figure out if I should purchase it or if I should just resub. And Chris and I have had long conversations about that offline. And I'm like, all right, should I do this? But uh, I plan on playing some uh, WoW, especially uh, when the uh, pre-patch goes live with the controller support. Because that's something that's really intriguing to me. And I know I saw you tweet out talking about, hey, there's the controller mods. Honestly, with the fact that it's native, even if a mod gets me across the finish line, I'm really excited to check it out and kind of spend some time with this overall. So I'll let everybody know what I, as a controller player, as a 17-year Final Fantasy Online veteran, what I think of World of Warcraft. 17-year Final Fantasy nerd goes to WoW. I know. Who the the hell could we get to react to that? Like, who who the hell could we react to that that video? I I have no idea. I would, because that's exactly what I did. I didn't play WoW until recently. Mm. I played 11, oh, yeah? I played 14, I never played WoW, but yeah. But yeah, I've been using, I use Sexy Map, <laughs> that's the add-on, um, Console Port, and Dynamic View, and it gives like basically like a Final Fantasy-esque element view to the game. Adds like an over-the-shoulder view, it changes the quests into um, like the quest system in 14. It changes so much to remind me of 14 while also being a little bit different. My Sorry. my fear, if I can, if I could jump in on that, because like my yeah. fear is I'm gonna go into WoW with controller support. That's gonna have been the barrier this whole time, and then I'm just gonna become very bitter at 14 because I'm gonna be sitting here going like, why can't they open up their API? <laughs> like, so the number on. of features that Brian says, I wish this was done a little differently, um, tells me that they're. You know, I'm not saying it would replace it. I'm just saying that there are a lot of things about WoW that I think he'd appreciate. Now, there'd be a different set of complaints for WoW that 14 does admirably. But I I think that a lot of the things that 14 players say would improve 14 are things that are in WoW's list of strengths. So anyway, it's going to make some for some interesting videos, some interesting content. Personally, I'm really excited to see that I don't have to level up to like 120 or 130. You know, it's going to be level 60. I don't know how somebody who feels getting squished up all all of a sudden, but for me, I'm like, well, that, that seems less intimidating. I've seen I've we went, positive from it. So. so we did the level squish on our items last expansion going into BFA. So we've been through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people were a little nervous at first. And actually the scaling 
uh, worked out really nice. And it's not that we didn't give anything up to get it, but it's that there were a lot more pros than cons uh, with the item level squish. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, yeah, I'm not personally worried. I'm saying that as as far as it goes, I don't have the perspective. It's made right now a weird dead time because technically it's going to be 70 percent faster to level in the next like 10 days than it is to level right now. So mm -hmm. at this point, the expansion is usually where people go like level alts. Um, and you're like, well, I don't want to do that because I could level it like twice as fast if I just wait two weeks. <laughs> um, so it kind of creates that dead time that we sometimes see in 14 where like you almost feel better off not playing. Yeah. Um, just play something else and come back next week. There's plenty of other games to play right now anyway. Have you, have you yeah. guys seen 14? <laughs> have a great time <laughs> with that one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I needed a break from 14 because I aimed for the top 100 in Ishgard Restoration on AFA. Oh. Yeah, I, I got to top 22. Ended up putting up like six to seven hours a day fishing. Wow. So, um, Was it worth it? No. I got a tile. <laughs> And I meet I met some really salty players in Diadem as well that right <laughs> Was the salt how, real? Oh it was. With how it is, they've made it so that you only get it's a, it's, it's the same tile every like leaderboard, so that the people they get in top twelve don't have a reason to aim for it again. Okay. So that you know, if I get it now if I got top twelve this time, I won't go for it again because it's the same tile. Yeah, it's a different achievement, but who I don't really care. Nobody's gonna see the achievement. The only person that sees that is me. Um, but I had people shouting in Diadem that they would go for the top, top, top 12 again just so that other people couldn't get it. Ah. <laughs> oh, man. Some people are assholes. I, I guess that's a thing you can do. And they're like comparing... What is going I, on I, I, in your I'm life? Just, I'm just going that, for the denial. That you're going to spend dozens and dozens of hours to actively just take something from someone else. Oh, that sounds awful. That just sounds... It doesn't even sound fun. <sighs> What's even worse is the person tried to compare the entire achievement grind to the Super Bowl. In what way? What? Saying that, um, oh, Poor just kid. because they won the Super Bowl last year doesn't mean they're not going to participate this year. I'm like, well, now you're doing it to win. That's very different <laughs> than doing it someone someone else can't win. Yeah. Right. Tom Brady's not going so that no one else wins. He's going yeah. to get another ring. I was trying to say that to them. It's like, you know, oh. And when he doesn't go, he's not like, oh, bummer, someone else gets to go. When he doesn't go, it's he doesn't get to go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's that's a way to view life. And Final Fantasy. <sighs> Pretty much, yeah. Have you, it's okay. Well, that was right. depressing. Have you ever tried the card restoration yourself? Or <laughs> yeah, well, I, I did a yeah. little bit, but not on the ranking side. Not, I, I, no. I looked at that. I go, how much? Do you, oh, no F in I said, way. oh, that's super cool for other people to do. <laughs> I will does say it, though, does it level my jobs? Like, if there was a way that I could use it as leveling content to finish off, I just finished off Monk, by the way. Uh, and so, if I could use it to level Barter Dancer, yeah, I think I would have participated in it. However, I was like, oh, I can stop like leveling these jobs, Brian which wants, is my goal. Mm. I want forward account progression at all costs. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, depends depends on your server though. To be honest, like um, Gilgamesh, which I play on. Uh, blacksmith actually only had 99 players submit until the last night so even if you did like five minutes of crafting you could have gotten the top 100 hmm. ah. so, yeah there was only there's 100 players and only 99 people actually participated in the whole thing until like so the next last few time, hours next time i spend 10 minutes on blacksmith got it <laughs> spend 10 minutes on each of them and just see which one people don't see, care about see what hits yeah <laughs> there's minimum, a there's I a strategy like, there's a strategy minimum effort uh yeah. competition <laughs> no, i'm like not joking it. like fisher i think fisher the minimum was like thirty thousand to get in the top 100 which it could probably take, take about an hour or so but you've got two weeks to do it so if you've got an hour and two weeks to try and get to the top 100 you could do it okay so Neat. just don't try and get in the top 200 top 12 that's what i was aiming for especially if you don't have gear <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had no gear, so I I, I was he sold everything for a fishing rod. I did. I did. <laughs> for the fact that this game doesn't do a very good job giving you enough things for Gil, it does feel like a lot of people are short on Gil a lot. Yeah, I mean, it depends if you have the uh, what's the thing in Sh not Shogani, um, the place that doubles your Gil if you sell stuff to it. What's called yeah, now? Kugane, yeah, the Kugane restoration effort, but the um, that like the Kugane thing, like you can only do it up to a certain amount every week. 
20,000. Yeah. So like, it's not going to get you the millions that um, people are wanting to have, you know, a hundred million on hand or whatever they see when they watch somebody stream. Because those numbers get big. I literally forgot that even existed until you guys started talking about it. I go, oh yeah. Oh, that was a thing that I did. (laughs) Doubling Gil. This sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if it wasn't 20,000 a week, I would probably use it more. Like um, I've been joining Mioni streams on Saturday because he's been going through Eureka again. And I'm going through it. And I've got like 300, 400,000 gil worth of platinum pieces from doing that. I've been too lazy to go to Gagane to double it just because I don't want to do every Right. Because you're normal human being. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, like, uh. So um, how did you find Monk, by the way? I'd like to know because you know the changes coming in 5.4. So I'm interested in the 5.4 changes because I know you're a monk. I'm assuming you're still monk maining, but every time I've talked about monk, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I can expect to have a conversation with Chili. Uh, the overall, it isn't my favorite job. I do like the changes that they've made. And that's one of the reasons why when Chris and I originally did kind of our job draft, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do Monk. Cause it's like, I was really critical on it. Some of the issues I had with it prior uh, in the previous expansion have been addressed for me. But from when I compare it to Dragoon, when I compare it to Samurai, um, I like if I was going to put out all four of the melee, physical uh, melee, a monk and ninja, I have yet to decide on which one that I care the least for yet. Uh, the changes to ninja are annoying, um, but I know why they did it. Like it's like so I can I can get behind the changes, but I can say that I don't personally like it. I can't you can't weave your your ninjutsu as well because it's now in global cooldown. Uh, the range on ninja and monk I find annoying. I like having the spear, and I really love samurai. And so dragoon I think is probably the most surprising out of all the melees. And I'm hoping, because this is just obviously my leveling experience with Monk that I've, I've done so far. I have, uh, my plan is, is I'm going to go back and dive into uh, Dragoon, Samurai, Ninja, and Monk all now level capped. I've actually gotten, I haven't gotten the Monk Relic yet, but I do have the currency for it. So being that I have all their relics, like that's kind of like, okay, I've got their relics. I'm going to spend some time uh, with each of them at level 80. And then I'm going to put together a uh, kind of the controller guides uh, thinking of that shared role mindset. So it's like, hey, if I'm doing something, I want, so I'm trying to think of it very holistically. But my leveling experience with Monk was least, uh, was very dull. I, I'm very happy at hit 80. It was very satisfying to hit 80 on Monk. But it, this isn't a testament. Monk might feel great at, a, at level 80, but I do know 5.4 is coming and changes are coming to Monk. So I'm adjusting my kind of my content schedule accordingly. And so my next phase is just going to shift back into uh, Red Mage and um, and uh, why am I drawing like a summoner uh, to kind of revisit those controller guides before I finish off Bard and Dancer. So I'm kind of I think I might wait on the melees until after 5.4. We'll see. It depends on um, what they're doing to Grease Lightning. But then I will say this is a long monologue. I apologize. I really love Grease Lightning at four stacks. Like that's when that's when Monk starts to feel like that's when it starts to feel unique. Uh, it's so weird and i so I, i'm not an expert but that's that's my that's my shitty review of monk <laughs> <laughs> well i'll be honest i haven't made monk for a while because now i'm in my raid group they want me white mage Whew, so i was nervous mage. you're gonna be like you monster <laughs> no for me chris before i say anything you've got anything to add about monk no no okay. i will i am trying to get all my jobs from the draft done before the expansion drops of 6.0 Monk is not on my list. That's it. <laughs> like, I don't, melee DPS is not my thing. So I'm never going to take on melee DPS unless there's an outside force driving me to do it. Fair enough. For me, the excitement of Monk was always to keep your stacks uh, and for Bishon, but The Black Mage has an Okian. Keep your Nokian. And I can do it from afar and I can make things go boom. But what, this is where I'm going to because from the rumors we've heard about 5.4. Then mm-hmm. turning Grease Lightning into a trait instead of an actual stack effect. Oh, and for me, damn. that ruins a lot of the excitement for Monk. If that is ha- if that happens, then absolutely I, I should not release any any guide on Monk because that's that's insane. But that I wonder if that's overall going to just make Monk feel fast anyway. Um, it is the one that I would say I felt is the most reliant on positionals, and that could just be the fact that I haven't played Ninja, Dragoon, or Samurai in a little bit, but. Uh, I, well, did, monk, I did. I uh, did. 
has Good. a lot more positionals, but it does have a lot more abilities to remove those head positionals. You've got mm. Riddle of Earth, where if you take damage, uh, re removes all positionals for, I think, 30-something seconds. Then you've got the two stacks of True North. Mm -hmm. um, and also, Riddle of Earth effect lasts 60 seconds. The cooldown is just above that, I think, if I'm rightly. So what you, the best way to do is if you know... if you like, It's only really good for endgame stuff, really, more than dungeon. But mm -hmm. if you say you, you're going to do a raid and you know that at a certain time you're going to take this certain raid damage, you can time it so you hit the 60 seconds and then 30 seconds into that, you get hit, which then starts the 30 second timer for no position, which means by the time that ends, the actual abilities back up. Mm -hmm. So there is loads of ways to remove positionals on Monk that me and also refreshes your stacks when you get hit with Grease Line with a Riddle of Earth. So I don't find the positional stuff as hard now as Monk, and it's not too brain dead because you still have to think about where you're doing it and when to do it. But mm -hmm. if they do drop Grease Lightning as a stackable thing, I kind of I'm kind of disappointed. Yeah, Again, I guess this we'll is a find out. Yeah. Still, some rumors tend to end up become yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be way, interesting to see. Well, go ahead. Rumor chat. I don't know anything. Okay. Chat rumor. Rumor. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. Yeah. You keep your lies. Look, I, Chris and Brian, Square it's a joke that I know. Chilly. They, I, I'm employed by Square Enix. It's a chat. It's a rumor that people think it's true. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so. Terms of employment are just to slowly leak information. As Frodo says, you can. Well, you know, they the hype, man. So I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in with a question because I'm, I'm very curious as to this kind of group's thoughts because it's like 14 is interesting. Chris and I actually have it like on our wheel. We have a bunch of different topics. Yeah, but yeah not rigged wheel. <laughs> it, it feels weighted. Like it keeps it. does it feel there. weighted. <laughs> it's it the cheapest like wheel off Amazon. So I'm guessing that the, the spin mechanics of it are not um, maybe evenly balanced. If we, if we get 100K, we might upgrade the wheel. I don't know. if we get It 100K. makes me wonder if, like, there's some of those that I put on there that I really want to talk about that I'm just never going to get to. I wonder if it's the amount... I know that, I know this will sound weird, but I wonder if it's also the amount of text on certain ones. Because the, the, the amount of... I don't think this thing is that level of precision. <laughs> <laughs> it still weighs it down a little bit more by having more ink. <laughs> I don't think that's the problem here. No, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll investigate what, if necessary, into, into the weighted of the the weightness of the wheel. But the the question, I guess, to you guys, especially because uh, as a like Final Fantasy fans, obviously Final Fantasy 16 was recently announced, and that trailer like looks incredible. And Chile, the reason why people think you work for uh, Square Enix is because you keep teasing stuff, and uh, it gets gets us all excited and going from there. But I saw this on the, on the forums, and I and I called Chris, and we talked about this, and all it was was us just ranting about like this topic, and so it was the the mindset that somebody posted. We're not going to put their name, uh, but it like they were pissed because uh, Final Fantasy 16 is built on our dollar for 14, and they're mad about that. And for me, I thought it was funny because I've been talking about that same thing since 2016. I was like, before they even announced the project, I go, oh, they're working on something big, guys. They're working on something big. I don't know what it is. It's either an engine overhaul. It's another game. I don't know, but you can feel it. And we so still don't me, know that this is that other MMO. We, right. We still I don't, don't think it's an MMO. Oh, no, I don't think 16 is. I think I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't have a multiplayer component, to be truthful. When I look at 15, not, not as the main game, but like when you look at like games nowadays, the things that people keep playing after the story is... Give me a Diablo. Give me like, give me that Bert Yoji P's vision of here's your character. Go get loot, you know, and, and set in the world of 16 or something. I think that'd be kick ass. But uh, what do you guys think about that? Like, uh, do you feel as a 14 player? Um, obviously, we've had a weird year. Everybody has with 2020. Do you feel robbed by uh, Yoshi P being the producer of 16? I'm hyped. I'm really happy because it's nice to see him actually be able to do a single player game. He's proved his worth with 14 and I'm, I'll be hyped to see him do 16. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Paul? Um, I don't mind, honestly. We got Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers was like um, it was a great expansion. It's only going to go downhill from here. So I'm happy they're going to bring a single player game. It does look pretty hype. Like it's not futuristic. It's not all that. It's like medieval yeah. type fantasy. And I'm just like, yes, yes. thank you. Yes. <laughs> what fantasy is. Come on. Yay. Yeah. It feels like they've taken a little bit of tactics and a little like it's like and having kind of this aesthetic and it just looks phenomenal. Chris, you're about to say something. No, I mean, honestly, I think that when you pay to subscribe to an MMO, um, what you pay for is the initial 
experience of an online playthrough of the initial serving of content, which we got with 5.0. I think it more than delivered on the cost of that game. Um, with the promise that if you want to, you'll be able to continue playing as part of this community and that every month you will have to pay a fee and that in trade for that fee, all you know you're going to get is access to the servers for that length of time. Um, most MMO companies, anytime they've had major outages or anything due to some unforeseen server thing, usually, I mean, long ago, it was much more common in MMOs. Uh, at least in, in WoW, every time I can remember, they always gave you free time. They always said, we're so sorry. Like you paid for a month's sub and it was down for five days out of this billing period. So we're going to give everybody seven. Like, and that's what you're paying for. So like this whole idea that every company needs to take every dollar we ever give them and invest it only in the thing that we're already paying them for just seems silly. Like how are they supposed to pay for 16 with all the 16 players? So I don't know. That's my thought. Like I don't, whether it's Yoshi P or not, like Yes, 16 is going to pull from Square Enix money. And yes, Square Enix money includes money that they made off of 14. But we're not entitled to that money. We gave them money and we've gotten our value back tenfold. It's like we gave them money and then we're like, all right, I gave you 20 bucks. Here's how I want you to spend it. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Like you just gave me the money. I'm going to spend it the way I want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, humans. I'm glad we're all on the same page. I'm thrilled that it's Yoshi P because I've said this even when 15 was coming out. I go, Yoshi P made a fundamental like shift in how Square Enix runs and does business. And and 15 was already under development. I, and when I was like, it's 16, 16 is going to be a real testament to those changes, to his leadership, to what he wants to, and is capable of doing. And I hope and wish, wish him nothing but success because if he's successful, 16, I think will, will really, really excite people. Uh, and really get them, you know, re-energized into the franchise. Because no matter what, like you can't make everybody happy. Everybody's got yeah. their favorite Final Fantasy. But I'd loved, I'd love to see something where people are just going. Like when you look at The Witcher Three, when you look at these big RPGs, it feels like Final Fantasy used to be in that category, and it hasn't been in a while. It still produces great games, and fourteen is definitely like a caliber game, but it is an MMO, so it like it doesn't necessarily compete on a one-to-one -one level. And I'd love to see, and that's actually what Chris said as a part when he was looking at the trailer, like it does have Witcher vibes, like aesthetically. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And people play the Witcher and it doesn't really have that multiplayer component and they still play it like, like it's aged. It feels like it's lasting longer than say like God of War, which was heavily praised when it came out. But I, I don't still see people playing that. I still see people playing the Witcher. Um, I don't know. The Witcher just feels like something that people have found a lot of joy in because there's a lot of difficulty and depth to be explored there. Mm -hmm. uh, Talon be... in chat has said, the idea that people are upset about the money we spent in 14 being used for other projects baffles me. As it uses their company assets to fund the company as a whole, that means other IPs. Uh, also, the fact that Yoshi P is heading 16 just makes me even more hyped for the game. I love Final Fantasy, but knowing that Yoshi P is the captain of this new game just has me my hopes and expectation go through the roof. And Carpants just said they used the funds to uh, give DPS boost to Paladin. That I'm fi finally my money to that nine point eight <laughs> Paladin DPS boost is finally paying off. The finally. um right, I, I think uh, I think personally when we look at like that kind of the hype meter, like I, this is for me a big testament to Yoshi P. I don't know if you guys see some of the, the negative mindset, like as YouTubers. We get, I think, a like a wide range of interpretation and viewpoints, and often, <laughs> I would say, often people feel like when we highlight something that's negative, that we're we're actually like saying that you know saying that negative thing, and it's like Kai is like this is what people are talking about in in a range, and so we definitely have have run into and the anti Yoshi P crowd, and they're anti Yoshi P because they're frustrated at some aspect of fourteen, and that that. They, they're making something of, I'm not happy with the way the game is going, therefore it is Yoshi P's fault. And I really hope that Yoshi P and the team can knock 16 out of the park because I think that essentially is Yoshi P's proving grounds. Chris has said it many, many times to me where he's talked about how maybe Yoshi P's just good at saving failing games. And I'm really excited and curious to see what he delivers from the ground up without having to save the game. With that, like also. Take your time, man. I mean, take your time. Now that you told me about it, I hope you're freaking close. I don't want to wait another 10 years. 
<laughs> you see it in business all the time. If you follow like Forbes or Inc. Magazine or anything like that, or, or 30 under 30, you, you see these people that have this talent, this knack for a particular aspect of business. And they're really good at taking something from being a seed of an idea that we all just go, wouldn't it be cool if, and taking that to a, a, a million dollar business. And then they, and then there's a different group of people that's taking it from that million dollar business to that $10 million set of local franchises. And then there's another guy that's good at taking that to a national chain that ends up getting acquired by a big multinational company. Um, and it's, it's not always that somebody is of every set and it's the same in game development. There are people that are good at indie studios. And if you put them in charge of, you know, an EA or an Activision, hundred million, $200 million budget, they wouldn't necessarily develop anything better, right? They, the, the budget wasn't their limiting factor. They're good at working with a smaller team on a smaller scope. Um, and so we don't know, we don't know what Yoshi P is capable of if he's given all the things he ever asks for, if he's given all the resources he wants, if he's given all of the, you know, the, the people that he wants, we don't know, does he make anything better than 14? Are there parts of 14 that really he had to be creative to solve? And um, had he been in a blank slate, he wouldn't have been as creative. Like we, we don't know. Um, so I'm rooting for him. I think he's more than earned his chance to be to take a shot. Um, and I don't want to put a lot of expectations on it because either way, like he still is somebody that we know we owe an immense thanks to for what he's done with 14. I was going to mention. Sorry, Paul, you're going to say something. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say? I saw it light up. Nope, I, I'm moving in my chair. Don't mind me. Okay. I was going <laughs> to when you were talking about the free monthly stuff on Wow. I still remember when Fantasy 14 1.0 launched and they didn't charge us for sub for about four to five months because of all the bugs that were in 1.0. Kind of brings a whole new twist of uh, the free-to-play model. It's like, well, 14 yeah. was free-to-play for a while. <laughs> it technically was. Yeah. We're uh, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally pretty much what I said in like the uh, yeah, the announcements of it. It's like, oh, it was so bad that we're going to just make it free. Sorry. <laughs> so sorry but no i'm excited for 16 do you guys have an idea of when you think it'll be released my hope is for late 2021 holiday holiday 2021 would be my personal favorite that would be like all right but on the announced date or the actual release date the release date i'm, I'm gonna I would, I would love to see like november 2021 like i think uh from their announcement uh recently i i look at 18 months out spring would be great but I, I just honestly, this is just the kid in me. I remember uh, being a kid getting Final Fantasy 2 or AKA 4 and playing like I just I want that Christmas game. You know, I want that holiday game. Everything slows down for me over the winter anyway. Just let me have this. <laughs> I think it's spring of 2022, but I agree that the marketing banner will read uh november that holiday 2021 yeah. i'm just i'm just bitter towards the world of gaming and don't believe that any game can come out on its original timetable and i know that's not true i know plenty of games do but it just setting that expectation giving myself room to not be upset when it misses um i'm just gonna assume it pushes have you got anything to say paul uh well if it comes out in 2022 that's gonna have a contender with dragon age but you know so my heart will have to go to Dragon Age, but I don't know. <laughs> that's that's because that's my standpoint. Because Dragon Age was my RPG. Because I'm quite young, and like my first Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy thirteen. Fourteen mm, so opened up my eyes. Oof, I like thirteen. Uh, <laughs> and then Final Fantasy fourteen after I played WoW for like ten years, and then yeah, it's not bad. Like I'm hyped for sixteen because I love fourteen so much with developers going over there. But Dragon Age <laughs> kind of got me into RPGs, so I'm split between if they do come out in 2022, I'd be split. I'd be split. For me, I, I'm going to go with Chris's idea. It's probably going to be announced for November, but then pushed till early 2022. And I feel like it's mainly because of COVID with everything that's been going on this year. I feel like that might have affected yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Should the game have DLC? No. Depends on how good the story is. What do you mean? That scares me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Again, I came from Dragon Age, and Dragon Age had a good story, but their ending was DLC, so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, that's what 15 did. That's, what, that's where 15, I was like, gosh. I mean, if, they have, if they have, like, multiplayer stuff, then I'd like to see, like, DLC for, like, the multiplayer stuff, but they do have that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or even have some side, side stories if you like the characters, and, like, the characters don't have a backstory in the story, oh, but they give man. you DLC for the backstory, and then I'll be like if i like that character i'd buy it but 
I don't know. Like the th- that my my biggest critique of fifteen is that I actually one of the things I'm planning on doing after I spend some time with WoW based off the top of the show uh, is I want to go and play the Arden DLC, especially after this seeing sixteen. I was like, man, like oh, I, I want to go play fifteen again. The uh, I the fact that it's all broken up on this DLC, like so, I would be fine with DLC if it's literally not a, even a part of the plan. And all of a sudden, sixteen sells well, and they say. Hey, what would make six, like people want to play more? Like, but fifteen was like, hey, how do we get this out? And then we'll finish it with DLC. And it's so you have people with such diverse experiences. Those who've watched the movie, watched the animes, well, you know, read, you know, all the stuff, watched the trailers, played the game, played all the DLCs, versus somebody who just played the game. Two. Well, my case game that by the voice actors. actors. What's up? <laughs> I went to an event where the voice actors for Ignis and Prompter were there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you remember FanFest, but I walked around with a poop hat. I decided yes, I for do this remember event your poop hat. To, I also walked around with my poop hat at this FanFest event in England. And the Ignis and Prompt voice actors stopped me just to laugh and then walked off. <laughs> nice. The um, the Monster Hunter World community, my understanding, I'm, I'm not a Monster Hunter World guy, um, just out of lack of time more than anything else. Um, like, that's my understanding of how DLC gets added to those games is that it's just, you guys love this. We'll keep making it, but we believe we've released a complete thought. Um, so I, I think that's kind of what you're asking for, Brian. Yeah. I, I want the thought completed. Cause when I look at near, when I look at dragon quest 11, when I look at Octopath traveler, when I like, it's like, there's been all these amazing like, games that I'm just like, this was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Hell, you know, God of War, like, Finish the thought, like, especially if it's a sing- like on the single player aspect. It has not like because like everybody who buys the game from especially from a narrative perspective should have the whole th- like whether they take part in it, whether they reg- registers with them. But the fact is like, hey, come back for more. No, 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 no. Uh, and then after the fact, like, if, you know, I would be fine if as long as the thought was finished, if like, the, oh, man, I would love especially if this world is great and so much fun to play in. If then later they're like, hey, by the way. You can now experience that game, but it's multiplayer and it's a looter. Like just, it's the world, it's your character, and you might run into you know characters after the game, you know, the, you know after whatever the story concluded, just for fun, and that sets up a world. And you know that that I would be, I'd be all for. When you come, to I think it almost kind of like Avengers in a way, like oh, yeah. Avengers. Like I played through the story, and I was like, that was great, and then I keep playing. And um, they just released a patch. I got to test it because my lab, the last patch, I was I've been unable to play it. And I'm like, why is this not working? Anyway, <laughs> different well, topic. Yeah, different had, had, no, but I heard there was some C- really bad CP issues with the last patch. So, oh, oh dude, it was horrible. Like I went from like, oh, this is great, and I'm just getting in uh, randomly matched with people, haven't you know, beaten things up. Sure, there's bugs. Sure, there's little things. Not a problem. And then like 1.3, and they're like, we fixed a thousand bugs. And I go like, do quick match, quick match. I'm like, I keep, I go quick match, and then after about 10 minutes, I just quit the effing game. I'm like, I've got other things to do, you know. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Brian bitches about Avengers. Welcome to Mugo Ground. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it comes to DLC, you talked about you don't want to be a part of the story when they're planning it, but I kind of want them to make sure that. If it's like story-based DLC, that yes, they complete all the story in the main campaign. You pay your seventy dollars for, um, yeah, with the price increase of next gen or Game Pass, which is the best service in gaming. Um, Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sony, and I will be buying. A, I won't be buying an Xbox at launch because I already have a decent laptop, or I have XCloud if need be through official app whenever it comes out. How awesome would it be to see XCloud or Game Pass come to PlayStation? In your perspective, as as a like as somebody who's Uh, saying they love Sony, I would like it, but I don't think Sony would ever agree because of the whole. It would cut into the third party sales on that console, which yes, they don't aim to get that money for, but Microsoft owns some of their exclusives now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what like what if Microsoft is is a, is a way of getting it on there? It's like, well, okay, well, we'll just keep buying studios. Like my my biggest concern, <laughs> and especially because I hear this from the Xbox community, and that's why I put out my rant video yesterday, is all of a sudden you hear these Xbox uh, Xbox, you know, these like, and they're just yeah. like gloating in Sony's face. I'm like, you guys are assholes. That's not the way to go about it. Like, yeah, that's the way the business has been done. We have an opportunity here for us as a, like gamers, not like a platform, but as gamers to demand something better. I'm an optimist. I am definitely out there 
and I know, uh, you know, well, I don't first. align. I'm gamer first, and it's just like if Microsoft's like, hey, we're gonna buy it, buy, 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 and it's like, okay, now we have like all the games because they have they could they could easily flex on right. Sony in terms of like money, and then just as a way of like, all right, you can have these games, but you can also have game, you know, like, but it comes with Game Pass, and I'm like, my, that's my hope because somebody like uh, a friend, um, if you guys Chaos Prime, if you don't follow him. I'd be sure to check out his content. Awesome guy. But he's like, oh, Phil Spencer said Game Pass. He's, he doesn't want to bring Game Pass to Sony. And it's like, go read the article. It's like, no, he he's, yeah. he says he wants to bring Game Pass to where gamers want it. So maybe, maybe. I, I, I'll always hope. I'll root for a, a good future. But that's my rant. I mean, I would root for Game Pass on Sony because I love Game Pass on my PC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to Destiny 2. So. Dude, it just dropped on Xbox and... Uh, and then PC 2021, and I, and I can yeah. tell you right now, I am seeing so many comments on my Destiny guides going, oh my gosh, I just got this I'm back in this game because of Game Pass, and they're having a blast because guess what? You're not going to be asked. You're not going to be having fun, and then someone's not going to knock on, on your door once a year and say, oh, time to pony up for more fun. You know, it's like, and that's, it, like, it kind of solves some of these problems. It'll be neat to see. Anyway, <laughs> I'm excited. Anyway, you, you said you were excited. I cut you off. And look at about Final Fantasy 15. People were talking about they didn't want to buy all the DLC, but all that's on Game Pass as well. Mm-hmm. All the all the DLC for 15. Yeah. But yeah, if Sony gets Game Pass, I'll, I'd probably subscribe to it. Well, I've already got it, so if it's included in Ultimate, maybe. But <laughs> I would still you already pay have a little bit extra yeah. if need be. You know, I'm willing to pay a little bit more if it's all the platforms because right now it's what I think it's 10 pound a month for mm-hmm. PC and Xbox. If they say, oh, we're increasing the price to £15 a month, but now it's on Switch and PlayStation, I, I would happily pay that. So, I, I, Yeah, I mean, at this point, like they've proven they can buy studios. They've proven they can put it on more platforms. Um, they've proven they can bring in people in-house that they can't buy, like EA and, you know, um, bringing Destiny in all of its glory, not like, oh, in, uh, you know, the base game plus old expansions. It's like, no, no, just all of its glory. Here you go. They've proven that, I think, to impress me at this point. Um, I said it with Brian when we talked about it is is start pairing it with other things I use. Start pairing it with Netflix. Start pairing it like if you really want to just become because as of now, Game Pass is still an expense that when it hits the credit card, my wife goes, what is this again? Because Mm -hmm. it's just mine. Um, But when that starts becoming like this baked in service where it's like, no, no, the whole family, there's things for the whole family on there. you know, and it could start small. It could start with maybe it makes more sense to for it to overlap with something like Crunchyroll or something like that, um, and something less mainstream. I, I don't know, but um, that's that's the area. That's what would shock me. Everything other than that, like they could buy Square tomorrow, and I'd go cool. Like it wouldn't rock my world. It would be big news, but it wouldn't like it doesn't surprise. Nothing surprises me about what Game Pass can do with their money now because they've clearly proven that they're ready to spend. Yeah. Yeah. They've got all the money they were spending on Mixer in their back pocket. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, like when it comes to purchasing stuff, I do have to bite my tongue because I've heard a few things that I can't talk about. So, from Microsoft's perspective or Sony? From a oh, company. Dude, you, you put a piece of poop on your head. You are invited into some seriously <laughs> fine rooms, sir. <laughs> you, can, you can overhear anything. Uh, Bill okay. Spencer's like, poop hat can stay. Yeah, because it'll be interesting to see, especially with Bethesda, if Sony does, and not to like bait you or anything. It's just that yeah. you saw a lot of that on the internet. Like, how well, will Sony, Sony respond? It might Sony be, might... but I well, Microsoft's already confirmed, uh, even the CEO Phil Spencer, that they're not done acquiring studios. And whether right. that happens in 2020, I would I would venture to bet, uh, just based off of their strategy. Like when you go look at the board, the number one thing I think that they lack. It drastically and is more Japanese representation. And I, whether it's a, an acquisition or even a partnership, like we, we see Nintendo do this a lot, where Nintendo will buy stock in a company and they buy stock in Nintendo's company, meaning like I own a small percentage of you, you own a small percentage of me. Yeah. Like We're in off your daughter or what you know, like back in medieval times. Like exactly, let's all join. We'll, we'll join these kingdoms, <laughs> except okay. except that we don't need to take we don't need to take a a whole gender of offspring and use them as bartering chips. We can just do it with stock now and treat everybody as humans. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so true. But I, you know, so it's like, when I look at that, like they, they show off their studios, it's like, well, yeah, like Japanese, Japanese development. And for me, especially, especially like I, that is where I game. 
you know, like that is one of the biggest missing pieces as somebody who I enjoy all platforms, but most of my friends and I, we spend more of our time in the Xbox ecosystem um, because I really gravitate more to multiplayer games. I, I think I'll come back to single player games once my kids get a little bit more independent. But right now, if I'm going to be playing a game, it's social, like at its core, because I can't, I can't justify like, all right, I'm going to go sit in this room by myself. Like, I just feel, I, I feel bad <laughs> just trying to, um, and so it's like, I, I try to make a multiplayer aspect of it. And so it becomes my social outlet. I don't go to the bars. I wasn't doing that anyway. I'm definitely not doing that now. Instead, I might open up a, you know, a couple of uh, uh, brewskis or whatever, and then sit down and, you know, shoot some guys and then eventually get where the point where I'm not winning. And then I just said, all right, that was, that was fun. <laughs> I, I'm a co-op gamer myself, to be honest. I prefer co-op over single-player titles. There are a few titles I'll enjoy. Like, I'm not a big fan of open world either. I, I get frustrated in open world. Give me a good co-op action game like Avengers over anything else. I will play the crap out of a sandbox. Um, yeah, I, I love games. Like, if I'm going to play single-player, I don't want to be in a agency-free story. Um, as good as... as I'm ha as much fun as I'm having with Witcher, as much as I played Elder Scrolls games and, you know, Baldur's Gate and stuff growing up, I, I really want to have a chance to either play socially or a chance to create something that's uniquely mine. Um, if I'm just going to take something in, I'd rather sit on the couch and watch a movie with my wife. If I'm just going to enjoy content in the curated way it was designed, I'd rather I'd rather sit and watch a movie. That's just the point in my life that I'm at. Hell, that's why I love Twitch, because if there's some games that I feel, think that I might enjoy, but oh, I don't want to buy... I'll just go watch one of my streamers on Twitch play it. Right. I've had friends. Um, I've had friends that ask me about games. They're like, hey, I know you play a lot of games. Like, do you know anything about this one? It's like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, well, like, so have you beaten it? It's like, oh, no, I've never played it. That's just a game that I take in as content. Like, I just watch somebody else play it. Um, I probably never will play it. Hmm. In theory, the game cool. makes money on that. Honestly, I'm really enjoying watching all these people play Among Us, and I have no interest oh. in playing it. Zero. I still haven't watched anyone play it yet, but I might get it one day because it's cheap, isn't it? It's like five dollars. Yeah, it's like it's like four dollars or something. Yeah, three. Yeah, it's it's nothing. Um, I keep getting invited. <laughs> Fall guys looks Fall guys looks like more fun to play, yeah. and that's another one I've watched and not played. I played a little bit, but that's only because I've got uh, PlayStation Plus and it was free last month. So I didn't see it on Xbox. Is it just unique to Sony when it comes to consoles? Yeah, just no. Like, you got, well, is it a who like Fall Guys? Yeah, Fall yeah. Guys is on PlayStation and PC. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, it was last month's PlayStation Plus game, so it was free for everyone. See, oh, I, cool. I thought it was like if it was on every platform. Typically, sometimes between Plus and Gold, it's like eh, you know things will show up in one place, and then months later will show up in another. But if it's not even on Xbox yet, that's huh. All right, I did not know. At that. least I don't think it's on Xbox yet. I I haven't checked, but last time it was PlayStation PC, so. Uh, Paul's going cool. to type and look. <laughs> it, it looks it looks delightfully fun. Oh yeah. No, Four Guys is not on Xbox. There's present moment ahead, and there are no plans to release Four Guys on Xbox. Interesting. Wow. Right. Mm. It should be because everyone deserves to play that game. It looks fun. I that's kind of what it's like. Mario fun. Party meets Battle Royale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's where, like, when it comes down to the concept that we were talking about earlier with exclusives, like I can for a single player game. Like I can understand. I, I rather see timed exclusives ultimately kind of that be the solution. Like, okay, yeah, like release it. And then after a year, make a lot of money. You know, <laughs> especially if it's if it's big. It's like, okay, and now it's been a year and here you go. We're we're gonna just take that money and make even better games down the road. Um, but with multiplayer games, I really struggle and I really get frustrated when they are locked like that. It's like uh, especially in the age that we've been seeing more crossplay, more you know, more cross progression. It's like just let people in. You know, I, that's better for the community. It's better for the game. You more people, better in my mind. Yeah, I mean, so exclusives definitely. So like the movie industry, um, they take they take a big chunk, if not all of the proceeds from that first week's box office, and that's how they kind of recoup that's where they make their money and then the movie theaters are allowed to kind of take their take after and so like running a movie theater is not a great business model like uh, those people just struggle um we got the, like, we got the murder best bit. Of luck. so um so the like i would love to see those timed exclusives like when you have an indie studio that just does not they're never going to get to make a game they don't have the money and then somebody like sony or epic or xbox or whoever comes in and says we'll finish it 
like, how much do you need? We'll write that check. But in trade for that check, we need to guarantee that you're going to give that money back to us. And the best way to do that is to add value to our platform as a whole. We'll use, use you as a way of, of negotiating our platform's power. Epic did it to get a little bit of leverage over Steam. They just went in and purchased up exclusives. Um, that doesn't bother me when that brings content to gamers that otherwise wouldn't have existed or wouldn't have existed in the same way. It wouldn't have had the resources that it got. Where I struggle with it is when they like kind of do what, you know, we see it sometimes in the pharmaceutical industry here in the US where somebody buys up something that they had no business in helping make and then they jack up the price or make it exclusive in some way just because they can. Like they're not providing value to the developer, they're not providing value to the gamer. It's just entirely them using their own assets to leverage their own platform. Um, that's where I struggle with it. So it's not necessarily an amount of time for me. Um, if you had a unique relationship with a developer, I wouldn't even mind if it was exclusive for the whole life of the game. If it's really because like, did you know Sony is bankrolling all of the 14 expansions? Great, then leave it exclusive. <laughs> like good for them. Like. Uh, in-house studios make sense to me or whatever that relationship looks like. I don't know. That's my thought. I don't mind exclusives, but my question is like, but what are we getting in trade for anti-market behavior? By the way, when you talked about Epic Store, I still dislike all the people that hate Epic Store versus Steam because it's not like Microsoft and like a PlayStation or an Xbox. You would need to buy two different pieces of hardware to get into the ecosystem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's one one browser one storefront versus another storefront on the exact same device that you already own i've That's never what i'm really oh go ahead sorry yeah. no, so i never got why people have complained so much about it i think that's where i would love to see and i'm really interested in see how playstation now evolves especially on the on the tales of stadia on the tales of luma on the tales of xcloud in that regards of like if i don't have to let's say i don't have to go out and buy a playstation 5 but i can still play it on my like i could just stream it sign me up. You know, it's like, I, that's, that's a relationship that I'm more than happy to like to invest in. Um, because I don't, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a hoarder in virtual reality, but I'm a minimalist as much as possible in real life. Like as like, okay, can I get, what can I get rid of physically? Like, what do I not need? And Chris like changed my world when he said, if you can replace it with the $20 and, or, and within 20 minutes, uh, you know, and you haven't used it in six months, get rid of it. You know, just like yeah. get it out of your, out of your way. And you're just going to, and you're not going to be surrounded by so many things. Uh, and that it's difficult to do obviously with kids, but for myself personally, like if I don't need to have another physical thing in my house, all the better. And that's actually one of the reasons why I do enjoy what Stadia ha has to offer. I am really loving xCloud, but I'm looking forward to xCloud being able to be connect to it on my, on my PC. Uh, yeah, I think that will be exciting. Blue stacks. <laughs> well, BlueStacks, there is a lot, there is a lag that you don't experience oh, yeah. on an Android phone. Like, it's just like, okay, I'm, I actually got like a triple kill in Halo while testing it. And thank God I have it on, on I was recording. Um, because it's like, I'm able to do it, but I, I definitely feel, it definitely feels like, oof, okay. Like these guys are bad or I'm getting lucky or, you know, what have you, but I'm looking forward to when I, I can just play the games wherever the hell I need to, you know, and as a content creator, having less things installed on my computer and running elsewhere, whether I'm streaming or making videos is a, is a, is a lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because SSD space costs money. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather that just be something that I don't have to manage. One before less thing that I have to manage. Go ahead. Yeah, be sorry. Before we start wrapping up, um, there is a couple of Fantasy 14 things I want to talk about in a second. But um, there, is, by the way, someone on Reset Era worked out how many games are actually on PS Now now, um, and there's actually 855 titles that are playable on PlayStation Now. Woot! Cool. So yeah, I I, I see it as I never see it as going to be part, as competition with Game Pass because Sony first party titles on the most part do not support any kind of microtransaction versus the Xbox games where a lot of them do have either well not a loot box but they do have some sort of microtransaction or purchases afterward um, mm -hmm. which yeah where you continue to purchase like Gears of War and Halo yeah. Infinite will obviously have something like that. I feel oh, yeah. like that's how they can get a return investment on the game. While Sony titles don't really have that sort of thing. Well, the reason they don't is because their microtransactions built yeah. in on every sell that happens after that. They build those games to sell hardware. And yeah. then they make 30% off of everything else after. So it's it, it it doesn't necessarily give that, you know, that doesn't need to have 
uh, microtransactions, and especially I in, spe- in single player games, I really get frustrated with microtransactions. I'm an adult; I'm not going to spend money on them, but it does feel a little like it. You know, it, it it even if it's not, it subconsciously makes me go. I wonder if the leveling curve of this was designed differently. And then someone said, monetize it, and then they say, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> oof. I'm not going to spend money on it. I never do. But that's also I never spend money on uh, Call of Duty because I know every effing year there's a new one and everything. Anything that I put into the, the current one is gone. So you know it's just kind of like I know what you know. Like I have no problem spending money on 14. I have no problem spending money on like a a game that like Destiny. Like it's going to be around for a while. Like okay, that's fine. But a yearly franchise, I cannot fathom anybody Same. who's like I want that skin. It's gone in a year, dude. They're, it's Activision. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Chris, have you got anything to add before we move over to a couple of 14 bits? No, let's talk about 14. Yeah. Yoshi P's got the um, thing going on this sat- this Sunday. The tour around um, the game, and they've got the Tokyo Game Show thing going on. Yep. Um, I think it's this Sunday at 11.30 GMT, 12.30 AM BST, which means it'll be really early for you in, in Japan, uh, America. I mean, if you want to do anything with 14 where you see Yoshi P live, just assume it's going to be really early. <laughs> Unless mm-hmm. for some reason he's stateside, like if he's here visiting the LA studio or he's here for, but like in the year of COVID, no, no, no. He, it's gonna be really early. I think it's him, Yoko Taru, and someone else, brightly. Yeah, uh, Sayato from Nier. They also showed off some new merchandise that they've got for sale for the Tokyo Game Show, including the really expensive plush fat cat. They, they, they really um put out a lot of merch and they put it out at a a my understanding is a good quality level but like expensive merch um for 14 and like i've just wondered like what um like what their return on that is like how many people are buying that and then we were um i don't know if they want me saying this about them but we were hanging out with another content creator and they're like mm-hmm. i cannot stop buying that merch and i was like good like i'm glad somebody um uh so i i'm just glad that <laughs> uh i'm not i'm not gonna sit there and let you guess until you get it uh so i i'm just glad that somebody is liking it because it looks like they put a lot of effort into the merch for you know if everybody was like me where they're just like yeah no thanks like i'm out well i know me only talked about how much he loved merch because on one of his eureka streams he was talking about how he was a merch whore and he just likes buying as much merch as he can me only specifically does not like he talks about it on stream and oh, yeah. um and he does not so he's fairly public about his spending money on the game and he doesn't just stick to to official merch he'll oh, go no, support somebody. Well. he'll go support unofficial um, which is good they deserve it as well because they do such good work and so uh, what's your, uh brian have you got anything i don't know why i had that name part there brian have you got anything to say before we you're good. Yeah, for me, I'm really hoping that this weekend we get a date on 535. I am unbelievably excited about the Bojan front. Like that content is what I felt like Stormblood was building to and needed. And the fact that we're getting it now has me thrilled. The fact that it's exploratory, the fact that I can use it for leveling. I am really pumped. And so for me, I'm, you know, I hope we get a date on that because that kind of just I'm pushing Dancer right now. That's what everybody voted for. So I'll be streaming on Monday, you know, morning leveling Dancer, trying to get that as far as I can. And I'm sitting on Bard no matter what, so that I can take a, a job from 71 all the way to 80 in this content to see how the leveling experience is. So my schedule is kind of tied into that as a concept. Then you got, you know, WoW, and then you got, uh, you know, Star Wars Squadrons. Like, honestly... I need to clone myself so I can play all the games that I want to play and still provide for my family. So, <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons is so much fun. Oh, you played it? it? Maybe no. <laughs> I actually have, <laughs> I have a virtual. I have VR, and I'm like, all right, it's crossplay. Like, I wonder if this is gonna be a game that I, I'm like, hell yeah, guys, VR time. You know, cannot wait to see. Uh, anyway, that's my that's my thought. That's my final thought before I go down and have dinner with the family. No worries. I was gonna ask about Bulger Citadel. I just brought it up anyway. Chris, are you excited for that as well? Yeah, I mean, the earliest we could guess on the timeline was this upcoming Tuesday. So, like, every day after this Tuesday, we also were looking at WoW pre-patch. The earliest predicted date was the 29th. So, like, at this point, um, I'm getting really nervous that both games are going to, like, slam out content I want to take part in, like, right up against the WoW expansion. And, like, and then we're getting ready for Cyberpunk. So, it's like, I need all of this cleared off my desk and completed prior to that. So... 
Like it just feels like they're like, all right, we're, we've gotten together with all of gaming and everything is going to release on November 1st. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Nah, they're they're like, going to push oh, it back to be on. the same day as the PS5. And everything's just going to be PS5. Oh, what was that the 10th? Is that 12th? 10th, 12th? 10th is for 12th Xbox. 12th is for PS5, 10th is for Xbox. Yeah. Well, yeah. 10th for Xbox in worldwide, 12th for North America and some of, and then Europe and UK is the 19th for PS5. Okay. Well, they driving them there what's with the extra week that's a hard week it's worldwide for xbox on the 10th even in japan which is which they really missed the mark there so we need to see well no, i think it's japan as well in the north american and you should decide what console you want for the next six years based on a seven day difference in release dates so i hope yeah. they crush it <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait another week uh I mean, the Series S is really cheap, so, well, cheapish. It's still I expensive. couldn't get one. I, I was, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't I get it. one. I wanted to get a Series X and a Series S, and I was not able to get a pre-order on the Series S. So I was, I'm kind of bummed by that because I was like, all right, you know. Anyway, oh well. So oh, well. as cool. we wrap this show up, Chris, have you got any shout-outs and how can they contact you? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I would probably um yield my shout-out to uh, Xandri over on Twitch, who just went full time this week. So I'm I'm just really excited to see another 14 creator make the gap to full time. I mean, it's not the only game she plays, but it's it's definitely the community that's propelled her to jump full time. So go give her go give her a visit. Um, tell her Moogle Around sent you. And uh, yeah, I'm just ready to play some games. I'm over on Work to Game on Twitter and and on sometimes on Brian when he's he's streaming on Twitch and and definitely on YouTube. Oh yeah. And uh, for me, I'd actually like that's who I was going to shout out. But Berta Chess, also a fantastic content creator, a part of Aether Eye Radio, uh, you know, streams multiple RPGs. Yeah, she replaced me there, which was great. So she's fantastic. Uh, another excellent creator. Please go give her a shot and check her out and say, uh, Moogle Run Radio says hello. I, I wish I'd, I didn't know that I had a oh. chance to upgrade Brian into Rook with Work to Game. I, <laughs> I didn't get a copy of that email. <laughs> We missed that opportunity. The, uh, and then at the end of it, also I would say uh, I would say she heals I tank. Uh, fantastic! Uh, I love uh, I love the shit podcast. And uh, oh yeah, and we had them on as a guest uh, before. And so if you guys haven't uh, haven't checked them out, be sure to do so. The great people. Well, thank Those you for being up. on both of you. It's been fun chatting with you both. It's been way too long. Yeah, it has been. I apologize about that. I've been I get busy and I get Real ridiculous. Life. You would think yeah. that a year stuck inside, I would be good about at least visiting with all my digital friends. But honestly, I visit with them just as often as the the rare case that I now <laughs> see my physical friends. So it's really just been a year of loneliness. McLeod mm-hmm. uh, says you preached the shout out. All right. Sweet, sweet. Uh, Paul, have you got any shout outs and how can they contact you before we wrap up? No, I guess. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> shout out to Paul. I'm, I'm just Paul. Yeah. We love you, Paul. Paul, you. But I'd like to shout out to both our guests, Chris and Brian, for joining us. I know we're not one of the best Final Fantasy podcasts. We're not even one of the average Final Fantasy podcasts. We're oh, actually, before I, before we wrap, we've got a, one important question that I've asked Mister Happy, I've asked Fusion X, and I've asked everyone that's been on the show recently, all our guests. Okay, you ready for this important question that we're going to wrap the show with? It's important, serious, important question. Okay. Okay. Chris, Brian. Yep. 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 Okay, in England, we have a, a, a fast food restaurant that um, d- makes delicious chicken called Nando's. If mm-hmm. you ever came to the UK Fan Fest, would you join us for a Moogle Go Round Nando's event? Do, is the chicken gluten-free? <laughs> Probably. Oh, I then yes. I have yet to find a part of the world that I don't like chicken, so... Yeah, it's yeah. Fa- I say fast food, but all of it's like roasted. It's not uh, fried. It's oven cooked. It's like on a rotation. So I, I love I love chicken, and the only my only stipulation is I have to be I have to be 100 gluten free. Okay. Otherwise, I'm no fun. <laughs> well, still, we'll find try and find it. We'll should try a little gluten abroad. See if see if I other wonder. I wonder, but that that that'd be a scheduling thing because it's it, I have such a bad reaction. No, to just a little bit. And <laughs> Don't, it's like, guys, don't, like, go, don't be like, well, I'm just going to have this whole meal of gluten. Like, don't no, be no, like my sister. It's like, because both me and my sister have an allergy. And she'll sit there until I eat a meal. for Try the meal for the first time if we go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm allergic to, to uh, I don't do well with large parts of dairy. Um, it's easiest to describe it as lactose intolerant, but it's not actually the, the yeah. it's not actually a lactose right. issue. Um, but yeah, I cut cheese and sour cream and everything. I can have whatever dairy I want in Europe. Different different species of cow, different form of pasteurization. I'm totally fine. 
Um, so whatever we've done to our food, we've made it not something my body can handle. Still Nando's. We've got them kind of confirmed. Let's do it. Let's do it. Kind of Nando confirmed. Kind of confirmed. So until next, well, I can contact me. I'm just called Chill. I want to shout out to all of our people that have been here. Um, go check out Shields, I Tank, Phoenix Down Radio, Mione's um, channel. Go check out Carpants if you ever streams again. Also check out Talon underscore Broadbent. Go check out all these wonderful content creators. Um, thank you, everyone. This has been Chili. This has been Word to Game. And this has been Paul. This has been Moogle Go Around episode 106. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another guest I haven't planned yet. So bye, everyone. Bye. Laters.